Hello, and thank you for joining us for another We Love W8 podcast. Today, I'm joined in the studio with Selma. Hi, Selma. How are you today? Morning, Steve. I'm very well. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. So tell me, how have you been keeping busy recently? Well, this week's been really interesting and very busy because it's been the Kensington Chelsea Arc Week for 2020. So I think it was the 1st to the 10th of October. I've been wandering along the high street and also in Holland Park where there's some great exhibitions. So I actually met up with Vestalia Chilton, who is the main curator for for the Arts Week. So it was great to talk to her and find out about, you know, how much work goes into it. And it's like it's like a whole year that goes into actually producing this amazing 10 days worth of art and culture. And along with the story, we also have Richard Jones Photography Gallery based in W8 in Holland Street. And he's also on the panel of judges for the Arts Week. So that's been very interesting. And also we have a great podcast with Richard coming up quite soon, too. He's got so many amazing stories to tell about the likes of Freddie Mercury, Michael Jackson, Princess Diana name but a few. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Bringing you back to today, who did you catch up with this week? So this week I've been talking with Duncan Sanders who is head of trading for the Design Museum. So the Design Museum is on the is on Kensington High Street based in Holland Park and is one of the major landmarks on the high street. Okay great let's go straight into the interview. Good morning Duncan how are you? Good morning Summer. I'm great thank you. Thanks for uh, inviting me along today. You're welcome, and it's lovely to see you. Firstly, I'd like to ask how the Design Museum's been coping during this difficult time of COVID and lockdown. I mean, Selma, it's been it's been a challenge, um, as it has been for everyone in W8 um, and and the world more broadly. We closed our doors in March, and um, it's been a period of diversification and certainly learning on my part. We've increased our digital output enormously to respond to the need to be a virtual museum. But it's been great to now reopen and to be the museum as we were before, and to welcome visitors back to our High Street Kent site. And how have you had to adapt with the government restrictions to welcome your guests back? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, we've had to really look at the whole of our operation and kind of start from scratch, really. Museums are built to be interactive and to have a real sense of buzz and people moving around and engaging. And, and actually, that isn't particularly COVID safe. So during the lockdown period, we spent a long time looking at creating one-way flows and removing communal touch points so that we don't have any interaction between people and ensuring two meter distance and remodeling parts of the building that just wouldn't work with you know all the requirements needed that along with a whole host of you know safety measures like gloves and masks and sanitizer like you've seen everywhere so yeah we've had to rethink what museums look like in this new world we live in i'm sure Now, you and I see each other quite regularly because of your role on the executive committee of the Kensington Business Forum. And I remember you saying what's been fantastic is that you're still selling out all your exhibitions in advance as your customers also adapt to these new procedures. Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic to welcome people back on site. Um, In terms of our tickets, people are buying tickets at shorter notice. Uh, reflecting not really necessarily knowing what they'll be able to do in terms of their own health or travel restrictions or, or all sorts. But people are booking out the tickets a few days in advance, so we're, we're sold out on a daily basis. And that just means that more people can come and enjoy this amazing piece of escapism we have, this real toe-tapper, mm. um, electronic from Craftwork to the Chemical Brothers. Um, it's totally immersive, and right now what we need is to get out of some of our daily challenges and just find a little bit of, of an oasis in, in London. So that's what we're providing, and it's, it's brilliant to, to see people's faces as they leave, and they've really had you know, an hour and a half of just a different world. And you're putting a smile on people's faces, which is really needed right now. I don't want to ruin, ruin the surprise, but there's a real crescendo at the end that just 
you know, just the look on people's faces. I could spend all day people watching. It's fantastic. Sounds like fun. Now let's get back to the beginning. How did the Design Museum start and has it always been on High Street Kensington? Uh, it didn't start off in Kensington High Street, but it did start off in, in the boiler room of the Victorian Albert Museum in, in Kensington. And it was it's the, the brainchild of Sir Ter- Terence Conran, who very sadly recently passed away. And effectively, you know, it's it's just grown and grown ever since. So we moved from the V&A to our site in Shad Thames, where we were for many years. But we were just growing out of our, our skin. We needed more space and there was a real audience thirst for it. So we started making plans to move and that's how we ended up in Kensington reopening in 2016. And I'm sure if you're not familiar, we're in the amazing former Commonwealth Institute building. Yeah. I mean, the roof is just absolutely stunning. The building itself has been brought back to life by architect John Paulson. It's absolutely fantastic. It in itself is just something to behold. So It is a beautiful building. And yes, I do remember when it was the Commonwealth Institute. And as it's just inside Holland Park, it's in the most beautiful setting as well. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It, it really does feel like you're, you're leaving London for a moment, but then you can pop back out again and, and straight back on the high street. So it's such a, a fortune location. It's, it's wonderful. The roof of the building is also something to behold. How would you describe the roof? It's a parabolic roof, sort of scientific shape that is sort of remarkably stable, uh-huh. despite um, looking sort of all curved and contorted. So it's a physics wonder. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a real gem to have something awe-inspiring in the fabric of your, of your building. You mentioned the designer and founder of the Design Museum, Sir Terence Conran, who sadly passed away in September. How involved was he in relocating the museum to Kensington High Street? And is there a tribute to him at the museum? Sir Terence was involved in sort of the fabric of everything of the Design Museum. You know, he's, he's, he is our DNA. I mean, he, he really demystified what design was about for the masses and the reason why we should care. I think everyone's got their own Sir Terence stories. From his works at the Festival of Britain, through to Habitat, the Coleman Shop, the Empire of Restaurants, his many books. You know, he's touched on so many parts of all our lives. I think the museum itself will really miss his incredibly kind spirit and what we're actually asking people to do is pop down to the um, design museum's high street shop and there's a book of condolence there and we'd love to hear all your memories and you can really share what design means to you and how terence helped bring that to the fore because it, i mean really he's such a pioneer for why design should be important to everyone and that's our, our real mission what a lovely idea when i read his obituary in the newspaper they described him as a renaissance man which i think is a very fitting tribute as he was involved in so much and has touched all of our lives in your opinion what is the role of the design museum and what is involved in your role as head of trading yes yeah, that's a good question i suppose our role is to make the impact of design visible so making sure people see that everything's designed by someone very few things happen just off their own accord there's someone involved in the process of setting up and establishing products and places and and everything all experiences have been designed and there's an architect of sorts behind all of them so that our role is to bring that to a fore and we're really the only place in the uk where design industry education the public families can all come together and think about themselves and the future. We do this broadly through putting on exhibitions, running workshops, interviewing thought leaders in design, uh, having family events and kind of soft play, having superb shops with brilliant design you can take home. So we, we explore it in lots of different ways, but broadly the underlying principle is that we want people to understand the importance of design in, in their lives about finding answers to everyday problems. And that's what we're here for. Uh, my role itself is uh, I'm head of trading. So my, I look after generating income that we invest back into our amazing programme. And that can be in various guises. And do you do anything else in the arts world? 
I'm a trustee of the Museum of Brands, also in Kensington, um, in W11 um, on Lancaster Road. And it's, although not the same as a design museum, it certainly explores design in a different way. And is, I mean, if you've not been, it's just absolutely fantastic. It's a remarkable place telling the story of domestic, everyday products and packages over the last 200 years. And I challenge anyone not to go there and come back with stories of nostalgia from, you know, the smell of Life Boy soap Granny had in her living room or the fairy liquid bottle that you turned into a rocket from a Blue Peter project. It's a real feast. So yeah, I recommend anyone to go there. Wow, that sounds like great fun. So you get to see how products and their packaging have evolved over time. Yeah, the transition, the growth of a brand and products, how um, sort of marketing and packaging is, has um, developed and responded to different audiences and different media over the years. It's 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 fantastic, and and their time tunnel really is just it's just so gawp worthy. It's it's unmissable, really. I have to say. So, so what exhibitions are coming soon to the Design Museum? Well, um, as I say, right now I've got the electronic exhibition, which is on till February the 14th uh, next year. Very shortly, uh, on the 21st of October, we're, we're opening two, two new exhibitions. One is our annual Beasley Designs of the Year exhibition, which is effectively a display of all the, the best, interesting, curious designs from a whole raft of different disciplines. So graphic design, industrial design, fashion, textiles, and the list goes on. And that's really, it just shows what humanity can do. You know, it's a real exploration of how design is solving, as I said before, the problems that we're faced. On the same day, we're also opening our exhibition, Margaret Calvert, Woman at Work. Margaret Calvert was the co-designer of the UK's road signing system. Um, she's recently designed a big project for Network Rail with a new typeface, Rail Alphabet 2. So we're kind of launching this exhibition to, I suppose, explore Margaret Calvert's impact on graphic design. There'll be some familiar signage there, some sort of uncovered, more hidden gems, but it, it's, it's certainly any graphic yeah. design enthusiast will absolutely be enthused by surfacing this, this amazing story. It's interesting when you see your exhibitions, like take something like a road sign, which we just take for granted every day. And it reveals how much work has gone into that. It really is eye-opening. Absolutely. This is, I suppose, our kind of our mission. It's it's actually, you know, people don't realise these everything's designed. You know, this is these are all it's designs everywhere around us. And th- these pieces of art that we just take for granted are adorning our yeah. our shop windows, our roads, our in everything. So it's it's great to really be able to put a lens on this and let people see what we see, I suppose, really. And when you're planning these exhibitions, how do you go about planning something on that scale? I suppose our role is sort of liaison between designers, curators, exhibition builders, journalists, and a whole, the visitors themselves. It means it's kind of alchemy, really. If people come to us with ideas. We go to people with for ideas. Our exhibitions tour. There's a whole uh, raft of ways in which these things come to fruition. So I, there really is no one fixed formula but what it does mean is that there's there's ideas bubbling around under the surface all the time and you know we're we're also very welcome to people um any people to come along and just give us an idea it's, it's mm-hmm. brilliant to be able to feed off of other people's enthusiasm as well it is interesting that we can walk into a museum and view a piece of art but we never really take into account the amount of work behind the scenes oh you're absolutely right there's a, a big infrastructure around delivering every exhibition and everyone plays their part um, and there's big public facing roles. There's the, all the you know, curatorial team, but also all the all the kind of more back of house uh, departments really help everything fall in place for when the doors open to the public on on, on the launch day. So yeah, a team effort is is never truer than in the um, arts galleries museums world. I'm sure. Yeah. So how do people book to attend your exhibitions and museum? That's absolutely right. Yeah. So we're we're now totally uh, digital 
booking process, again, as, as a COVID measure, um, we're not taking cash. So designmuseum.org will be your best friend for finding all, all about the museum, <laughs> buying tickets. And also you know, we have a really robust membership scheme. It gives you a whole raft of discounts and benefits and advanced warning of exhibitions and early bird packages. And, you know, got to do a plug for our fabulous shop where you'll also get a great discount for being a member. So no, absolutely, it's uh, designmuseum.org is, uh, is where you find about everything we're getting up to. I have to admit, I am a big fan of your gift shop. You sell beautiful cards and have some great gift ideas. So what's on the immediate horizon for you and your team at the museum? It's an evolving world and things are happening at such a pace now with you know, everything to develop a new story. Um, so very recently we ran a series of kind of guerrilla outdoor sketching sessions um, in partnership with RBKC. And I think there'll be more things like that coming. It would be Churlish of me to um, to try and see what the future holds for any of us, really. But what certainly what we will be doing is responding in the, in the best way we can. Certainly, we have an exhibition program for 2021, which is out there, and you can um, go on a website and see a bit more about what we've got coming up. But we will also be looking to do a little bit more magic in the postcode and do some real special activities to help pepper what is quite a challenging environment at the moment. Yeah. And one and could do with a bit of um, R&R now and again. We hopefully will, will be a sort of spot that you can come to and, and find a different world to indulge in. One of the things I would like to see on your forecourt is a champagne bar, please. What a lovely idea. We have no plans for champagne bar at the moment, but champagne is always a good idea. So I think uh, certainly, uh, certainly you're right. I mean, the broader question around how we use our outdoor space, it does seem a natural progression to think about how we look at what museums are and what they do more holistically, given the current pandemic. So um, we're open to lots of suggestions. So if I wanted to pop in for tea or coffee, is that still available? At the moment, our, our public catering is closed, given the, the, the circumstance. But our aim is to sort of relaunch in the coming months with a sort of pandemic-safe catering outlet. So um, we'll certainly update you and our audience when plan, more plans are concrete but we really you know it's such a great space it's a shame not to give more opportunities yeah. to enjoy and, and yeah. certainly drink is is one way of really making people very happy <laughs> thinking about the high street and of course you're in a prime location but what other areas do you love I, mean, I think my favorite thing to do in kensington is just walking around you always spot new things when you're on foot i think the new farmers market is just incredible and what a great asset to have in in the area when I'm looking for a bit of zen, um, I love the Kyoto Garden in Holland Park. Yeah. It's just behind the museum and I can pop out at lunch and just look at the peacocks and I, you, know, you couldn't be further from central London there. But I, mean, I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm a massive consumer. So for me, I just think the wealth of shops and cafes on, on the high street are just brilliant. So you'll more often than not see me in Cafe Tart gobbling down an enormous <laughs> box of roasted vegetables or in the Scarsdale with an enormous bottle of wine or whatever. You know, So I do think... Um, I think the opportunity to really indulge in Kensington is, is fantastic too. So um, I've got the Zen part of me and then there's the consumerist part of me, which is both super indulged by working W8. Well, that's good to know. So on that note, Duncan, I'd like to say thank you very much for your time today and thank you to you and your team for getting everything organised for us at the Design Museum and we wish you every success for the future. Thank you for your time, Anne, and uh, I look forward to the next in the series of podcasts it's uh, it's great to uh, to follow and uh, to hear some stories from kensington and there you have it thank you very much duncan and thank you selma i have to say it's true you really don't put enough thought into what goes on behind the scenes at these museums i think there's a huge team within um, the design museum organizing everything but i think you know as, as duncan says 
you know, there's all of these other people that you have to work with and and organise, like the shipping, the freighting, you know, yeah. the uh, the transport, the insurance. It is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and I I agree. It's uh, it's comforting to know that there's been a lot of thought put into making sure everything's safe for us to go back and uh, get back to life as quickly as possible. I think it's really important, especially at this moment in time, that we, wherever we can, we can visit our museums and galleries and and design shops because they really, really have suffered during COVID. Now, Duncan mentioned the Museum of Brands over there on Lancaster Road. I visited that a few years ago and I have to say I loved it. I was blown away just to see household items that I grew up with and how they evolved over the years, particularly Cabri's being a bit of a chocolate fan, you know. Yes, the Museum of Brands over in Notting Hill Gate, really, Lancaster Road. I have to say, I haven't been yet, but everybody that has been says it's fantastic. And I think it's really going to be a massive piece of, you know, a big piece of nostalgia. When you think about, I was just thinking, you know, for me when I was growing up, a marathon bar was a marathon bar, and then it suddenly became Snickers. And all of, it'd be interesting to see sort of like how the packaging of those mm. those brands have changed over time. So yeah, I'm going to go over there soon and see what there is. Mm. And if anybody listening wants to visit the Design Museum, how do they book? Well, I I think if you want to go to the Design Museum, everything's done online. Um, as Duncan said, the website address is designmuseum.org and they have on there everything that they've currently got on and all of the upcoming exhibitions too so I think you have to book tickets through the website and I think and I think that's it as you said I think they're going they're trying to make everything as digital as possible to great you know to support social distancing great stuff okay so what's happening on next week's podcast well next week is a bit of a double whammy um, as Luis will be meeting Richard Myers mm-hmm. of Richard Myers Garden Design um, an incredible landscaper garden designer Mm -hmm. and you should check out his website it is incredible and I'll be meeting Lucy Elliott who is the founder and editor of the Kensington magazine who will be telling us all about the social history and everything that's going on in Kensington High Street and W8. Wonderful. Before I go I just wanted to remind you that if anyone listening wants to get in touch send us an email to podcast at kensingtonbusinessforum.co.uk so just before we go, what are you getting up to this weekend, Selma? This weekend? Oh, I don't know. I think I might go down to the Design Museum and see that the exhibition, the electronic exhibition that Duncan was speaking about. Or perhaps, actually, I might go over to the Museum of Brands. Either way, I'm sure it'll be great fun. Mm, fantastic. I would also like to recommend the Kensington High Street Farmers Market. I was there last Sunday. I had a brilliant time. I loved it. Really, really good. Okay, so that wraps up another episode of the We Love WA podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you'll join us again next week and we wish you a very wonderful week. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.